meet me over here. Give me this much of your day where you are going to be focused. You're going to focus your awareness. You're going to focus your attention. You're going to show up for yourself in the way that feels like you are in flow with your highest and best. And just watch. You will become a master manifester. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. This show is meant to be a guide for you. We're going to talk not only about how we can start to become aware of what are the subconscious things that are holding us back and how we can instead choose thoughts that are actually going to propel us forward. But in addition to changing the landscape internally, we are going to talk about the strategies that actually will help you to build a profitable business getting paid to be you. Because when you have a business where you do what you love, you never really have to have that sense of work because it's a pleasure, because it's joy. And really, I want you to have the most abundant life. I want you to have the kind of life that you love waking up to every day that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. So together on the show, every single episode, I want to be your friend. I want to be your mentor. I want to show you what is it that I think has really been insightful, been helpful? What are the tools and strategies? What are the mindset shifts that have helped me? And what are the things that have helped my guests to get to where they are? How can we together sort of cross this river to the most fulfilling life where we show up and we feel like we are living into our potential and having the most gorgeous, beautiful experience? Because after all, that is what we all desire. We're all craving to have the most joyful, beautiful life And I really believe that we can design that and that we can experience a life that we just absolutely love. And not only will we enjoy it, but it will be a possibility for other people. It will show other people what's there for them. And then maybe together, each one of us, by being the happiest versions of ourselves and being the most fulfilled versions of ourselves, we will help other people to reach for that higher branch and to find that in their own life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really happy that we are going to have today's episode for you because it's a piece of the retreat that we just did last week. And I wished that I had had this entire community with us because it was such a phenomenal experience. So you're going to get to hear a piece of that, which I hope will really serve you. And also, I want to let you know that we have a new $10 a month membership, which just gives you some beautiful meditations. I've been recording these unique meditations. And so you'll have four of those a month. Plus there'll be some extra surprises just for our members. It's $10 a month. You can cancel at any time if you want to check that out and you want to have something you can meditate with to help you to really get beyond that sort of spinning mind and and really be able to design your day. You can go to kathyheller.com slash membership and check that out. Also, if you had some FOMO and you want to join the retreat that we're doing, we're doing another one in September and you can join us. Go to kathyheller.com slash retreat there is a discount available right now for those of you who get in at the early bird. So speaking of the retreat, I'm going to play a few parts of the retreat from last week. I'm going to be talking about how to liberate yourself from this ego, right? From the program that keeps you limited and how you can actually start to create synchronicity and expansion in your life. And then I'm going to walk you through an exercise to help you identify what might be your limiting belief and what might have been passed down that's not yours to hold anymore. There were some beautiful transformations that came from this exercise. So I highly recommend that if you have a chance, you actually do this. You just need a few index cards and a pair of scissors. It really is something very powerful. All right, take a listen. You all look so beautiful. Everyone's in whites and creams and beiges. My daughter did a project in her pre-K class last year, and it was like, my mommy, right? My mommy loves this. And it was like, my mommy's favorite color is beige. And I was like, I don't own anything beige. And that was hilarious that she even knows that that's a color. But today, she's right. We're all in creams and beiges. You guys. Let us resist the temptation to start to be sad right now. We're here now. And right now is so good. So let's be here. Honestly, that's such an important practice, right? Not to be in the future, but to be here now. And also to know that whatever we have conjured up within us that is feeling so good to be with here, you take that with you, right? It's your own magic that you are falling in love with. It's seeing a reflection of your highest self in every person. It's feeling flow. It's feeling a wider perception. It's feeling ease. 
And when you really trust that this universe and the way that alignment works is always working to support you, as it always is, then you will know that as long as you keep coming into this vibration, wherever you wind up, even if it's fucking New Jersey, you're going to have a blast. That's right. And P.S., New Jersey is really pretty and, like, green. I went to my friends, and I'm like, it's like, it's called the Garden State. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get it. I'm like, I just think of Newark Airport. And then I'm like, no, no, it's actually beautiful. So God bless New Jersey. So what we're going to do today is a few different pieces. We're going to go a little bit deeper into the work today because we have learned so much that will support you. It's kind of like walking you into the ocean and we can just go a little bit deeper and now you're a little more comfortable and then you can go up to your knees and go up to and now you can go up to your shoulders right and so we're going to do an exercise today that's going to help you understand where some of this unconscious mucky stuff might be and again the more you are conscious of where you go unconscious the more you liberate yourself all of the weight all of the static all of the resistance that's keeping you from a signal that's clear and better reception is in an unconscious belief or many unconscious beliefs that just really and truly like weigh you down. And when you become aware of those, you get to be free of them, right? You get to go in and recode the software. You don't have to run that program all the time because boy, that program is what gives us each such a different life, right? Depending on how wide the aperture is in that program how much is available to us because of that program, how much we're able to perceive because of that program. You guys are starting to really get this, right? And it's amazing when you like get it here, but then eventually you get it here, and then eventually you get it here, and now you get it here. And now you know that it's like, wow, I can feel when I am interacting with this field, and I am just like allowing for this field and me to really connect in a way where there's full alignment. And at that point, life is so easy. And we were talking yesterday about the concept of work. And Kate said, I like work. I just don't like hard work. And we're conditioned into believing that it's hard. And I always say, you don't really want a job because you want to do your life's work. And when you're doing your life's work, it's a calling. It doesn't feel hard. It feels It feels amazing. It feels like flow. And so the irony of it is the more I've had success, the less I've worked hard, right? So to get from zero to, let's say, $500,000, I put in a lot of work. And then to get to a million, I feel like I put in some more work. And then to go from a million to five million, I feel like I stopped working hard because I worked from flow. And then it just can keep going from there. And that was the easiest part. Isn't that crazy? And that's true. I have easier friendships and more full friendships. And I watch these women move more into ease and print money literally print millions and millions of dollars from a level of flow, from a level of ease. So every time you're trying to figure it out, just know like you're going the wrong way. And every time you're moving from alignment, just know, no, 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 no. This is the right way. This is the way we move. That's a different orientation. That's really what the divine feminine is here to teach the globe, right? The more open, the more ease, the more connected, the more flow, the more we create, co-create, design, manifest. And that is the magic trick. I didn't let you talk at all yesterday. Not on purpose, but just so much. Would you like to say anything about that before we meditate this morning? Yeah, I do, because it was actually something I was thinking about when we were doing that money circle yesterday, where it can be very vibey for us to feel into the limitless possibilities that are here in the expansion. And then... When we bring it into our day-to-day life, we still are showing up, right, according to our current program, which is not what most of you had written down on that check. And when Kathy says it got easier from one to five million, 
because she's in flow. To me, part of what she's saying is it was easier for me to keep choosing courage at that point. And I calibrated in to continuing to choose courage because what's hard is being vulnerable, right? And allowing ourselves to just be fully present in a way that we don't normally allow ourselves to be. And that's the piece that will sometimes trick us and we'll think, this doesn't feel aligned because it doesn't feel really flowy when I'm terrified, right? And that's the piece that we have to discern the difference between. Like, are we trying to effort and think our way there? Or can we feel that something's aligned and also acknowledge that the fear is present and we have to find the courage to show up and keep showing up? And then once you train yourself into that and you start realizing the anticipation of doing it is far worse than what's on the other side, right? Whatever you're imagining could be happening. Then it gets easier and easier and easier to feel. I think what Kathy's talking about is just being more in flow. But there will be no moment where alignment is necessarily totally free of fear, right? Because that's our growth. That's the only place that that exists. If it's just comfort, there's no growth in that. There can be enjoyment, but it's not leading towards those limitless dreams, right? Because there's no expansion if everything just feels safe all the time. So just notice that and just be aware of that when you are moving through and taking that action that has to be part of creating the change. Yeah. A friend said to me, I can't leave my job even though I have such a clear vision of what I want to do. And she has the kind of job where she even has savings because she's like worked in corporate and, you know, she makes, it's amazing where people get stuck and it's all fake. It's all made up, but it's like, she makes $250,000 before taxes. Right. And so she's like, that's so much money and I can't leave it, even though she has money in the bank saved and da 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 da. And she goes, I just need the certainty that somebody's paying me this check. And I said, gosh, that's so interesting because my employer is wherever my vibration is because energy is energy. And so I just know if I'm in flow and I'm full and I'm expanded. There's no way I will not be powerful enough to hold more that comes in. And it just comes in through the atmosphere, through the energetic field. So all I really have to do is attend to that vibration. And that's the only thing I actually have control over. I don't have control over anything else. I mean, my husband worked at Fox Sports. He was an in-house, he was vice president of business and legal. And he was there for 14 years. And then Fox Sports got bought by ESPN, got bought by Disney. Disney owns ESPN. And just like that, they were like, sorry, not sorry, you're fired. And he didn't do anything wrong. They just, there was a redundancy. They already have legal at ESPN. And so they did give him severance, but there's no certainty whatsoever. And he didn't build anything for himself. Like if you even look at it through like this practical lens, which I don't even know what the word practical means. The only practical thing is how do you fucking feel? And do you know practically how to feel better in every now moment? But what people will call practical is like, what's practical about working for somebody else and not building anything for yourself and not having a way in which the world has now gotten to know you? Because as long as you are beating a heart and as long as you are here, you've got you, right? You're invested in what you offer in the world of business, whatever that means. Meanwhile, our business is being in our flow and in our purpose. So that's even more reason why it's so impractical to not be in your purpose every single day of your life. It's like, oh, I'll just take the best years of my life and not be in purpose. Unless, for some people, they very much are in purpose. My daughter's kindergarten teacher this year. She became a friend of mine because she's so in purpose. And that's perfect. <laughs> that's great. She's got it. You know, she's really, really fulfilled and happy. So done. But he wasn't necessarily that way. And so I said to this friend, I was like, wow, it's like, if you only knew that the more you're able to fully be what God created you to be, and I was talking to Elisa about this this morning, because last time I saw Deepak, he was teaching us all how to do Reiki. And he said, listen, this idea that someone else is the only person who can do Reiki, that doesn't make any sense. We are each built as a vehicle that's a receiver that can receive divine love and give it every soul, 
every soul. That's how we're built. That's our capacity. It's like every Tesla is built to do a certain thing. You might not know you have that ability. You might not connect to it. You might never take your Tesla out of the garage, but it, it runs the same way every other Tesla runs. It's built that way. And so he was teaching us all, you know, how you can just open your heart. And this is what we do at Joe Dispenza Retreats is we do coherent healings. We just open up our own reception to be a vehicle for energy and love and compassion. And we send that energy in the room and it changes the water in the room. And we watch that and it changes how people are in their own well-being. And we watch that because let's face it, we're mostly water. And so if we can change water in a fish tank, which we all watch ourselves do, we can also change a person just through love itself. And there's so much that they're doing now. I mean, they're doing clinical trials with sound treatment with cancer patients. And it's amazing because everything's vibration. So everything emits a vibration. And there's a way in which we can counteract a certain vibration with another vibration and create harmony. And then they're watching these masses in people's bodies just disintegrate. Isn't that awesome? It's beyond awesome. The advances that we've made in the last 30 years, I mean, we've gone, the total amount of time humans have been on the planet, we've gone light years in 30 years. That's how fast we've gone from understanding vibration, from understanding what Einstein gave us, and now using what he gave us in every realm, and it's awesome. So we each have within us the same equipment. We can actually be a vessel for more expansion, for more energetic but you have to be coherent because if you're operating from the intelligence of your ego, you block all your energy reception. You're all static. I think I told you that they've done a study with a magnetometer and they put it on different eggs, goose eggs, reptile eggs. And every time they'll put the magnetometer, they'll see there's a minus at the feet and a plus sign at the head. And a plus and a minus makes a magnet. And they do this with a mother carrying a baby and the, wherever the baby's head is, a plus sign, wherever the baby's feet is a negative. The only time they don't see that is in human beings who are in fight or flight. It's negative, negative. There's no plus sign, which means there's no magnet. You're out of the magnet. And again, that's the free will. You're choosing a perception that the environment is scary. When the environment is scary, all blood rushes to your extremities. There's no way your body's able to create or repair because very literally your body goes, I'm in danger. It does that when you're stressed. It does that when you're upset and you're ruminating over what you should have said to your ex or why you're still pissed at your mother-in-law. It's always them firing this. I can't be in creative mode. I can't get the download because everything needs to be used to manage what's scary about the environment. <laughs> That's all coming from perception, and then that takes you out of flow. So there's a lot that you can learn about this, and this is what I've spent the last 20 years of my life studying, and you know, I can keep studying it forever. I find it so delicious and interesting. But the point being, each one of you is that Tesla. You've already been built as the most premium vehicle that could ever be made, and that vehicle is not meant to sit in a garage. It's not meant to be afraid of the environment. It's meant to go in the snow, in the ice. It's meant to like traverse the earth, right? All of that. That's what it's meant to do. As a metaphor, what I'm saying is you are meant to find a way to allow yourself to hold more energy, to expand your aperture. To, and in order to do that, you have to perceive wider. You have to see further. You have to see reality as it is. You have to see the now moment, all potentials are here. Therefore, what happens to your body? You get super excited. You get super in divine consciousness. You start getting downloads because all of a sudden you see things as they are. It's like somebody took off these old glasses and now you can actually be plugged in. When that happens, that's called your focus. Now your focus is leading to a higher vibration. And then that's the only thing that will print that money. That's the only thing that will print that relationship. That's the only thing that will print the synchronicities in your life. But that's what we're doing when we take you out of your life and we say, let's go on a retreat. We want you to retreat from the conditioning of your past because you're living the past. You're living Groundhog Day. You pretty much get to the same happiness set point every day. Then you go right back down to the same low point. Your cortisol levels are neuropathways in your brain that are predetermined by you because you've repeated them over and over and over. But when you take a retreat, you immerse yourself in something that starts to feel coherent, then what happens is you start firing new neuropathways in your mind. Then when you go back 
you get a little bit of this like, how did I fit here? This doesn't feel right. And it's kind of like in Groundhog Day, Ned, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> and what will happen is you'll have your Ned Ryerson, whether it's your daughter waking you up in the morning, running into your room or stubbing your toe on the Legos that your son left on the living room floor or your husband. Like, why do they take an hour? Why do they do that? Like, I have birthed children in less time. So you'll have your own things like that. And then those things will signal the old neural pathway and you'll go right back into like the story. I have to do everything myself. Nobody gets me. He's such a lazy piece of, oh my God, like Kathy's inner monologue is really bad. No, but like you have moments, right? Where you're just like, whatever that is. When you retreat from that, you're not getting the same trigger, right? That's not putting you back in the same program. And you're practicing firing new neural pathways and you're practicing moving into new expansion. And so that's good because your, your brain has this neuroplasticity. So you will find no doubt about it, that when you go back, there's more coherence for you and you're not as easily triggered. And you'll also have dispensa. When we leave his retreats, he calls it dispensa influenza. He's like, he's like, you're going to go home and like four days later, just be like wanting to like rage because you're going to be so frustrated that you were so high and you want to sustain that, but that's inevitable and that's okay. And there's no way around that because this is so high. However, I can tell you from lived experience, this is only evidence of what's to come. And so there'll be more retreats and there'll be more opportunities that you create in the flow in your own reality, in your own stream, which will feel so good. And that's all coming because you printed that, you 3D printed that, and now it's on layaway and that's coming this fall. You printed it over the last three days. It's good. You literally did that in the last three days. So that's exciting. That means the energy work you just did is showing up already. It's now coming, but you do have to keep that pot on the boiling water. Do you want to say something that we were just talking about? I thought that was a really helpful point about, I said to Colleen, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing to me because my whole sticky thing is always, do I stay in LA and move, or move back to Florida? Because I'm half, half, right? I've spent 20 years right now. I've been in LA since 03 and I grew up right here in Boca Raton, Florida. And I moved to LA when I was 23 and now I'm 44. So I've literally lived half of my life well, because I spent three years in Israel before I went to Jerusalem, uh, before I went to LA. So I lived here until 20, went to Jerusalem, then moved to Los Angeles. So that's actually like perfect because like learning all this quantum magic is like the middle, like that's like the stone on the necklace between this part of my life and that part of my life, which makes a lot of sense. And so I've had this like, okay, we're now at equal points. Do I stay here? Do I go somewhere else? Do I go back? Like it's always this thing. And it's always there for me. And it's fascinating. And Colleen and I have had 1,000 conversations about it, maybe 1,015 conversations about it. And sure enough, I said to her, the part I can't feel into is being back in Boca and getting the expansion of what I have in LA. And look at my life this week. It's like insane. Then Sarah Platfinger comes yesterday and she and I are new friends. And she was like saying, I can't wait to come down. We'll have lunch. And she calls me last night and she's like, can you meet Thursday? And we start having this conversation about what we want to build here, like what we could build here, like a center and Deepak would be involved and he would teach her because she wants that. And she's like, you're it. You're the person we're doing it in Boca, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing that like there could be even more than whatever Tinseltown kind of like gives you, there's, there's definitely an element of elevation in Los Angeles. It, it exists. And also there's distraction there. Jason Mraz, who's a friend of mine, said to me, he's like, quite frankly, he's like, I was in LA until I realized all the parties, because you go to a lot of good parties, they're fun. He goes, it's actually distracting me from my work. And so I needed to move. And so he moved down to San Diego and I was talking to him about it and he was like, yeah, what if the next level for you is like stepping in? And I said to, I said to Colleen this morning, I was like, you know, Wayne Dyer is the first person I ever read when I was like 15. He lived his whole life in Boca Raton, Florida. I just think that that's fascinating. So I turned to Colleen because we're always working on our own stuff. 
And I go, how is it that I'm able to still flow there and manifest this when I feel like I've got my static thing going on with where I live? And tell them what you said, because it was awesome. Well, I just think it's important that we always remember, I think when we're in this work, aware of the significance that Kathy was just talking about, of where is our vibration, right? Where are our thoughts? Where are we trending? That sometimes we almost feel like unless we're exclusively trending positive, like we're screwed, right? And listen to this. This is so good. Keep going. Because everyone's like, yeah, help me. (laughs) That's the big reveal. I'm not positive all the time. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, the funny part is there is no big reveal except that that's how it's supposed to be, right? There's never going to be a moment, period, where you're like, quote, fully in alignment in every area. Unless you go through the death experience and yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then you get that. But in this incarnation on yeah. earth, it, and it's not supposed to be anything other than that. And I do think it was helpful because since we're all just talking about our lives. So in April... When I had gone through this, like, breakdown, breakdown with Helen, it's like three-day epic. She's like, I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah, stop. I can't stop crying for three days. I was like, it's so happy for you. Um, <laughs> and one of the things you had said to me, though, was, can you just allow yourself to be with that? Because that is the coherence in this moment, right? Even though normally we might think, like, three days? Seriously, like, I'm not talking, like, minor here, right? It's, like, intense. And... It's true. Like, it's just like, it's the presence with yourself, right? And as long as you're not repeatedly feeding it with like thoughts and panic, right? right? And like driving it in that sense, the experience itself, you just need to be present with and allow that and kind of roll with it. And so I think the more that we can just allow for, like we say, those parts of ourselves and you just have to have the awareness of when you are getting pulled into actual pattern and when you're just like, ooh, this is contrast, it's here for this, but it doesn't detract from your capacity to allow in at the same time. Yeah, and so what I want to just add is what I loved about that is she was essentially, I mean, you just said it so beautifully, and I'm just adding what I loved is you were saying, listen, yes, you're still able to manifest on that level because by and large, your vibration is so net positive. It doesn't have to be because it never will be. And I was like, you're so right. It's so true, right? So what's exciting about the way the universe is made is that it is there to constantly rally and support because it's moving you into the way you're designed to help the entire ecosystem by being you when you're thriving. So it's always... It's not net neutral, it's net positive. So even if you're thinking you're mucking it up because 70% of your day, you're in the muck, rehearsing and re-rehearsing yucky stuff, scarcity thoughts, whatever, but 30% of the day, 30% of the day, you're really in flow. That 30% of the day will create the kind of life for you that will make your jaw drop. And so... I am living proof of that in the sense, like, I definitely have my moments where I'm just like, in it, just whatever that is, but I have a really big chunk of every day where I'm like this. And I think that's so exciting because it, it's basically saying what I often say is a C is a passing grade. If you can get to 75%, That means I'm going to give you permission to have 25% of the day where you just can rage. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like you can have 25, it's kind of like, this is exciting. It's kind of like I'm putting you on a really healthy weight loss journey. (laughs) You can eat the brownies, you can eat the cinnamon as long as 75% of your decisions are healthy decisions. And then you're like, I think I can do this, right? As long as she lets me eat that one thing, like I can't not have. And I am saying that. That's what I am saying. As opposed to you leaving here going, there's no way I can do this because I practiced this low vibe in this one area for so long, I just can't let go of it. And I'm saying, no, meet me over here. Give me this much of your day where you are going to be focused. You're going to focus your awareness. You're going to focus your attention. You're going to show up for yourself. 
in the way that feels like you are in flow with your highest and best. And just watch. You will become a master manifester. You will become a master. People will say, what did she do? What has she done? Who is doing her hair? Look at her boobs. Her boobs look better. (laughs) You have good boobs, okay? (laughs) Enjoy them. So what we're going to do today is we're going to meditate now, and we're going to wake up all our energy chakras, and then we're going to do this exercise. And I want to just tell you about this exercise based on perfect what you just said. You know, Colleen is one of those people who, she's such a student of this, and she's such a student of Esther Hicks and all of that stuff that she can sometimes, just like I can, like, want to avoid anything that's negative because she thinks in certain moments that that's good, even though that can be toxic and spiritual bypassing. And so that was a really cool realization, I feel like, that you had. Being coherent, as you said, is being with whatever you need to be with in the moment, right? They've done studies with parents and children. I'm sure some of you are therapists. I've only been to therapy many years ago. But there's this beautiful study that my therapist used to tell me about because it was one of those therapy experiments where no matter how many times they did it and no matter what generation, it would just always produce the same results. Results and it's the attachment stuff, right? It's all that attachment parenting and attachment style and who we become as a result of our attachment stuff. So this was really powerful for me because it talked about mothers and how if a mom has a child who in the moment is flooded because the kid is scared or the kid is upset, if the mom does the distract the kid, just look over here, take the lollipop. The kid actually gets more aggravated inside. They do studies and they're like, it's not really working. It might look like it's working. It's not actually working at all. If the mom says, stop it, don't do that. Even if the kid stops, not working at all, more anxious, more upset. But if the mom mirrors it, goes right to it and goes, I see that. I see that you're scared. I see you're upset. You're really upset now. The kid's anxiety goes right down because the kid feels seen. What that does is that over the course of that child's life, that child then knows how to self-soothe because it knows how to name for itself, this is anger. This is fear. This is grief. Okay, or even, as we talked about this week, which is really important, this is joy. It's scary. Okay, this is joy. I'm on a Zoom call with the head of Simon & Schuster, and she's offering me hundreds of thousands of dollars. I might need to take my nervous system down a little bit. This feels really scary. This actually doesn't feel fun, even though I'm really happy, right? All of that is what happens when you choose to be with what is. So... That asana that Sarah was talking about yesterday is not resisting. And everything we are looking for in our partner, in the work we want, in the reason we want to go to XY retreat or whatever, is we're hoping to find this wholeness and this peace that comes when the mother looks at the kid and goes, I see this. I see that there's a lot of you're really happy or you're really scared, whatever that is. We have to learn how to do that for ourselves. We have to learn how to do that. And part of my process of waking up and becoming more conscious wasn't just having all these awesome experiences in Jerusalem and with Joe Dispenza and going with him to his lab and all this stuff. It's also been the courage over the last 23 years to sit in moments that are extremely painful and sit beside myself and go, I don't even know how to articulate what this is, but I just need to cry because there's a feeling here that just feels like it needs me to feel it. And then it goes away. And that's why I told you to read the book yesterday, Women, Food, and God. That's what the entire book is about. It doesn't matter if your thing is food. That's why I told you about it. I was like, it's really just about feeling feelings that you don't want to feel. And so you can substitute the food for work, being on your phone, whatever your addictions are. 
Um, but it's really helpful in helping you understand that the feeling is actually not going to hurt you. It's resisting the feeling that hurts because then you don't feel integrated with self. And then you're constantly looking for something outside of you to fill up and heal what's inside. And you become such a more magnetic being when there's coherence. It's like acupuncture, right? You put the needles in and what is, what does that needle do? Well, metal is a conductor for energy. So those needles go in and it moves the energy wherever the energy is blocked in the tissue. That's why it works. We have energy stuck, right? Because there's sadness and we just decide, I'm not going to deal with that. And then you think, I'll be able to manifest. It's like, well, there's a block here. This hose can't really get water because there's something stuck in it. And so part of the spiritual process is being willing to just sit with that river and go, I'm a witness and it's all good. And I'm witnessing now sadness or I'm witnessing joy. Ooh, that one's scary too. Whatever it is, witnessing without judgment, whatever needs to be witnessed. And that's what you went through. And that's what we all, when we're available, it's part of being more of a master in this life of co-creation. Okay, guys, you're good. You got your index cards, right? Okay, so listen to what we're going to do. This is yet another exercise where you won't be talking to each other. And what we're going to do is this. You are going to use the front and the back of the index cards. Each side will represent a different person. Okay, and what I want you to do is I want you to choose for as many index cards as you have front and back. So if you have three index cards, you can choose six people, right? Because you have a front and a back. So however many index cards you have, that's how many people you get to choose. And these are going to be people from your family tree preceding you or adjacent to you. So it could be mom, dad, dad's parents, or one of mom's parents, one of dad's parents could be you, your mom, a sibling. It could be you, your mom, your grandmother, her mother. You can choose because there's so many people. I mean, we could all just keep going here, 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 and here, but you're going to choose as many as you have. And what you're going to write down is just like a list, stream of consciousness, the gold and the gunk, right? The good stuff that got handed down and the yucky stuff. And it's just going to come. You'll notice you're going to put the name of the person like my Aunt Sherry, my cousin. And then I did this exercise when I first did it, and I was like, oh, my God, she's so driven. Oh, I love that about her. Oh, she's so artistic. And then it was like, oh, she's judgmental. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, she's not listening right now, but because she is judgmental. Um, anyways, but it will come. Believe me, you'll know what they've handed down. What's the gold? What's the gunk? And for some people, there'll be a lot more gunk than gold. And for some people, there'll be a lot more gold. But either way, it kind of comes to you. I want you to try to find both. So even if you have a really rough relationship with your father, what is good about that? Is it the relentlessness that you got because, you know, whatever it is or whatever the one quality he had that was actually admirable? Because there is no person, well, probably a few in history that were complete evil bastards. But most people, especially in our families, are probably a complex mosaic of a lot of things. And then... There's something else on your table, and I'll tell you what to do with those after. I'm also going to suggest, when I did this, I didn't use three or four index cards. I used probably eight index cards because I found it fascinating to go, not just my grandparents, but my grandmother's mother. And why I'm saying that is because, A, you have a notebook, so you can go as many as you want. And B, why I like that is because I never knew my grandmother's mother, but I knew what I knew about her. And that wound up being really important. So, like, I knew that she died young. I knew that she sacrificed. And then I was like, oh, my God, this woman who I never met is so much a part of my life, right? Like, really. So what I would say is I'm going to give you the time. It's going to be worth it. You're being held by the most beautiful, loving group of souls. And we're going to process it after, and we're going to do something with it. And I think it's going to wind up being really, really powerful. So... If you want to go further, pull out a sheet of paper, divide it in half, make your own index card so that you can add to the people, and they don't have to be people you knew, as long as it's somebody you knew something about, or what was passed down for you about that person. And it could even be one word, right? If that's all you knew, that would still be helpful in what we're going to do with it. Are you guys clear? Okay, go for it. Now that you started, I want to instruct you, now that you have kind of a baseline... I want you to go 
best to the people you've already done and the people you will do, you're gonna add. What was their relationship to money? Just make sure you add that. What was their relationship to money? Okay, again, you're not done. I'm just gonna give you one more instruction. We're building this. Yeah. Separate the men from the women, whoever the women are. I want you to add, what was their relationship to possibility, to dreaming? What was their relationship to their finding what's possible and experiencing their dream? As we're finishing all this up, and then we're going to move into the next part of this. This is like a multi-layered thing. So go back. What was the relationship to money for everyone? And then for the women specifically, in addition to that, what was their relationship to possibility, to dreams fulfilled? All right, so here's what you're gonna do on the cards now, okay? Now you're gonna go quiet in your own little reflection for just one minute. On the cards, I want you to circle the things you no longer want to consciously or unconsciously hold from these people, okay? Circle the things you no longer want to consciously or unconsciously be holding, okay? Circle those, take a second, and I'll tell you the next step. And then I want you to separate, again, the men and the women once you do that. So first step is circle the things you don't want to hold. Second thing is you're going to separate the men and women, and then we're going to do something with that again. When you look at the stories of the women, I want you to take a piece of paper from your notebook and I want you to look at these women that you wrote about. And if you were telling a story about this group of women and you had to find what was the theme of these women, what's the same about these women, what would be the story you would tell about this group of women? What is the same? There might be tens of things that are different, but there's something that's the same. If you had to tell a story about these women in three sentences or four sentences, but something brief, What's the narrative of these women? What's the story you would tell? How would you describe their life, their journey? Three or four sentences, brief description. Something that's true about them all. Okay. okay, when you're done with that, I want you to go back to the things that you circled, and then I want you to pick the things that are the biggest things that you circled that really stand out, and I want you to double, triple, circle, whatever is the biggest things. I want you to pick however many there are that are like the biggest things. But I want you to distinguish because the more specific we are, the more we're really able to tap into the unconscious mind and reprogram it. And so it does ask us to be deliberate. It does ask us to be hyper aware of where we are unconscious of things. And therefore, circle the things that are the biggest, most heavy things that you wrote in those bios. What are the heaviest things and circle those and circle them multiple times so that, you, that they stand out and then I'll tell you what to do next. Negative. Negative. The things that you would not want. Not the big good things but yeah on male and female. The things that you would not want. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to take scissors and you are going to cut out those biggest things that you do not want. You're going to cut those out and make a pile of them, but hold on to them. You're going to cut out the biggest things. And yes, your page is double-sided, so some of them might overlap, and that's okay. Just do your best. It's not a perfect science. Cut out those things and put those in a pile and don't lose them, because we're going to do something really, really powerful with those things. Okay, now with the other things that are there, I want you to make a pile of things you actually want to keep. And so if there's any one or two things that stand out to you, you could actually make a pile of things you actually want to keep. And if you don't have anything in either pile, that's okay. You don't have to judge which one's bigger or smaller. I just want you to cut out the things that you don't want, put those in a pile. And then everything else that you want to keep, put that in a pile. And it doesn't have to look pretty and it doesn't have to make sense because that has nothing to do with it. You're making a pile of the things you don't want and then looking at everything else and making a pile of anything that you might want to keep, you're going to cut that out and make a keep pile. So you're just doing a Marie Kondo, two piles. Can you imagine if Marie Kondo was a therapist and then did it this way? She kind of is. All right, right now you're just making a throwaway pile, a keep pile. 
In a moment, I'm going to ask a few different people to volunteer to go through this process. And then at some point, you're all going to have a chance to come up here and visit what is down here on the stage. You're all going to get to. So whether or not you get called on and volunteer, you all get to go through this process, okay? Raise your hand if you would like to participate. Miriam, okay, you first. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what was good that you want to keep? Even if there's one thing or three things, what was good? And you know what? Come up here and do it. Come up here. So she's going to notice when she comes up here that there's this like white linen cloth with some flowers in the middle, which is a new addition for just now. You'll see why. So tell us what was um, good like you. Very caring and very giving and willing to help um, ask for help. Who is that? That's my mom. Okay, I can see that in you. Anything else that was really good? Before you go into that stuff, and this might be a really painful process, and this might not be, and it doesn't matter. And it's not like you get more out of it if you're painful. And it's all whatever it needs to be, and we're all just here to go through this process, this transformation. What did you notice, first of all, about looking at different people in your family? What did you notice? That the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the things that you realized were themes or through lines for people in your family that they had unconsciously passed down to you. The martyrdom that constantly check the temperature in the room, make sure everyone's fine, be that doormat. Possibility was uh, for women was not an option, only through marriage, marrying rich and waiting till the kids, you've had them and they're settled. Then it's your time. And what were people's views about money? Because I had to go back and make sure that you remembered whatever you had seen that be. What did you see? That was an eye opener. Uh, the lack mentality is like, we don't need money. We just need enough. And if you got money, you give it away. I see that in myself too. Okay. So this, everything's just symbolic, right? And symbolism is beautiful, which is why it's used in so much religious ritual and so many things, because the more we have a felt sense experience of something, because words don't teach, it activates in us things that move consciousness, because everything's just consciousness. So this white cloth, so this represents the divine. This represents God. He's the one who needs to hold that, not you. So just put it there. And now stand here. And now I want you to say to the divine. To the divine. I'm giving this to you. I'm giving this to you. It was never mine to hold. It was never mine to hold. And you're a much better God than me. And you're a much better God than me. <laughs> now stand over here. Now, since we're all plugged into God all the time, you can't be separate. Close your eyes. Stand over. What does he want to tell you about this? Let go. You're more than this. You're amazing. Good job, Mary. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you'd love to be in the room with me at the next retreat, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat. And if you get in now, there is a little early bird pricing. I want to give a huge thank you to Miriam for letting us share this moment with you. She was so brave. She got up in front of all of us and she just shared and opened her heart. And it's such a gift to be around women like this. You can go follow her if you want on Instagram at connect with Miriam and Miriam is spelled M-A-R-Y-A-M. So here are the takeaways from today's episode. Number one, the more you are conscious of where you go unconscious, the more you liberate yourself. Number two, you get to go in and recode the software. You don't have to run that program all the time. Number three, every time you're trying to figure it out, you're going the wrong way. Every time you're moving from alignment, you're going the right way. That's a different orientation towards more openness, more ease, more connection, more flow, more creation, more manifestation. That is the magic trick. Number four, your employer is wherever your vibration is. If you're in flow and you're expanded, there's no way you won't be powerful enough to hold more when it comes in. All you really have to do is attend to that vibration. It's the only thing you actually have control over. Number five, the only practical thing is to be in your purpose and in flow every single day of your life. Number six, we are each built as the most premium vehicle that's a receiver that can receive 
divine love and to give it out to every soul. Number seven, spend some time every day where you're going to be focused. You're going to be focusing your awareness. You're going to be focusing your attention. You're going to show up for yourself in a way that feels like you're in flow and your highest and best. And just watch, you will become a master manifester. Number eight, being coherent is being with whatever you need to be with in the moment. Number nine, it's time to let go. You're more than this. You're amazing. Tell the divine, I'm going to give this to you because it was never mine to hold. Thank you so much for listening. I know that I say this all the time, but I really, truly, sincerely mean it. And we have so many good episodes coming up. So please make sure that you follow along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. And if you're a fan of what we do, please leave us a review. If you can think of anyone else who would love this episode, please share the link with them. And lastly, two things. If you want to join the meditation membership, it's $10 a month. You can meditate with me every single day. Go to kathyheller.com slash membership. And if you want to reserve your spot to come to our next retreat, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat. I love you very much. I'll leave you with a song. Have a great weekend.